0: Uh, I want to go to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22. Um, and the song that we played coming in, I mean, I didn't even plan it, but it is really on time and really on point, um, about waiting on the Lord and how he'll renew, uh, the strength of those who wait on him and how we should hold on and never, uh, to give up. Cause that's similar to what we're talking about tonight. So this is Isaiah chapter 60, uh, verse 22. And Isaiah, who was an Old Testament prophet, uh, he uh, prophesied to Judah and Jerusalem, not Israel. So there was a point in time in Israel's history where they split up in kingdoms. You know, you had the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And so you had Israel, um, uh, which consisted of most of the 12 tribes. um, And then you had Judah and Jerusalem, who split uh, from Israel. And here's what it says. This is the amplified version. And I love it. Uh, so Isaiah 60, 22, here's what he says in the Amplified. It says, the smallest one will become a thousand and the least one, a mighty nation. I, the Lord, will quicken it in its appointed time. Okay, I'm going to read it again because uh, we got to get this, That 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 the size of a thing or you look at something that may be small now or you look at something that may not be big in number or big in talent or big in something now, says that the smallest one, he says, will become a thousand, okay? Watch this. This is what it says. The smallest one will become a thousand, and the least one, a mighty nation. Here's the key to what he says. But I, the Lord, so it's God doing it, not us, says, I, the Lord, will quicken it, but what does it say, Tanya? In its appointed time is when it's going to happen so what i'm talking about tonight is relax everything is on schedule l'oreal the message for tonight andre is relax everything is on schedule now here's the thing see we are comfortable with timing we are comfortable with schedules we are comfortable even with waiting usually and not because we necessarily like waiting or we like the certain timing of things or we like the schedule of things. The reason why we're comfortable with waiting on timing and schedules and we're fine with waiting is not because we like to do it necessarily, but it's because in normal situations, Tyrell, Sierra, it, watch it. I see us lawyers said already confirmation. Watch this Laura. We don't mind waiting and we don't mind schedules and we don't mind timing, not because it's stuff that we like, but it's because usually we know the end date or we know the end time or we know a timing of something. Whatever we are waiting for, we normally know the time. Let me show you some examples. You get to the airport. You try to get there two hours early. You check your bags if you're checking bags. You go through uh, a TSA and security and stuff like that. You check the flight when you get there to make sure what that the flight is on schedule and you're good. Get into the airport two hours early because you, and you get a snack. You do all the other kind of stuff that you do because you know that the that the flight is what. On schedule. So we don't mind waiting on the airport at the airport as long as we know that the flight that we paid for, for the time that it's supposed to leave, we know that it is what? On schedule. We order something from Amazon, and it tells us your order is scheduled to arrive on Tuesday. We're cool with that. Okay, it's coming on Tuesday. Now, unless you're kind of OCD or you got some other kind of thing, you don't necessarily check on A- Amazon every hour to make sure that it's still coming on Tuesday. It's supposed to be here on Tuesday. The only time we get kind of antsy about it is if it says it's going to be here on Tuesday and we wake up Wednesday morning and it's not there. So we don't mind waiting for the Amazon package because it says it's coming on Tuesday. And so we're cool with waiting on it. So we're good with waiting on certain things, right? We Look, we'll go to work. We wake up in the morning, go to work. We'll do the job. Listen, some of us get up in the morning, we go to work, and we hate where we work. But we still get up there and go anyway because we know that in due time, in our two weeks, or for some people one month, or for some people every week, we're going to get paid. And that's why we go. And so we get up, we, we may not like going, but we, but we don't mind waiting. We'll even work in advance because we know that that paycheck is coming. But imagine if you got to BWI Airport and the flight was on schedule, but you did not know what time it took off. Here we go. Watch, watch this, Andre. If you got to the airport and it said... Your flight is on schedule, Andre. The flight that you're waiting for, 100% on schedule. However, you don't know what time it's going to take off, but it is on schedule. Your Amazon order was confirmed. It sent you an email, and your little Amazon profile says, yep, your delivery is scheduled, but they never told you what day it was going to come, and never told you what time it was going to come. Just said, we got the order, and it's, been deli- and it's, and it's set out for delivery, and that's it. Never told you what day it was going to come. If you were told, yeah, you work here and you will be paid on time, but they never told you when payday was coming. Imagine those scenarios. And a lot of times we find ourselves in those situations with God, that God will make a promise to Tanya, that God will make a promise to Sierra, that he's told L'Oreal something, and L'Oreal's been believing and believing and believing, and it's a promise, but yet there's no delivery date, that here is when this is going to happen. We have a problem with that, and it's not that we have a problem waiting on God. If God was to tell me that, hey, this is going to happen November 21st, You wouldn't have a problem waiting November 21st. But the thing is, is that God will promise you something. God is working things out behind the scenes and never gives you a delivery date on whatever it is you're believing for. There's a prayer request, right? And it's been answered, but God has not told you when or where or how the manifestation of what you've been praying for is going to happen. But he says what? I see you, Sierra. And so so we think something is wrong with my faith because it hasn't happened yet. Oh, I must not have prayed right because it haven't. Oh, well, there must be something going on because it hasn't happened yet. Or maybe it's not the time for me. So we go through all these different things in our mind. Well, maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe my faith isn't. We go through all these different things simply because we don't understand the principle that he says, the Lord will quicken it when? In its appointed time. And how easy it would be if God would just tell us when this thing was going to happen. But he does not do that for us. He doesn't. I wish I could tell you. I wish you could tell me every single prayer request you have right now, tonight, and I could say, oh, that's going to happen December 3rd. Oh, that's going to happen in April in 2025. Just wait till April 2025. That's going to be worked out. But God never does that. Isaiah 60, 20, uh, 22. The smallest will become a 1,000. The least will become a, 90, um, a one mighty nation. It says, I, the Lord, will quicken it. And it's what? Appointed time. We want to know the date. We want to know when this is going to happen. We want to know when am I going to get what I've been praying for. Uh, uh, and this happens with and this happens with us. Even, even Jesus. But listen, everything that Jesus has done up to this point, from coming on the earth, showing us how to live, dying on the cross, raising from the dead, ascending to the Father, that's all happened. There's still something he hasn't done yet. Come back. And the Bible says that no man knows the day or the hour when the Son of Man will return. Not telling anybody. And that's the biggest timing thing we're waiting on. Won't tell anybody. So let's go through a list of things we don't know as we wait. Watch this. Things we don't know. We don't know when it's going to happen. And we got to be cool with that. Watch this. If I'm praying and believing for something, if I get up and walk away, am I cool with saying, I don't know when this is going to happen? Or am I going to beef with God because I I need to know when it's going to happen? Because we're used to knowing when something's going to happen. Am I cool with praying to God, Tyrell, and saying, you know what? I'm praying this thing and I'm believing it, but I don't know when it's going to happen. Whenever it's the point of season is, that's when it's going to happen. Watch this. Something else we don't know. I see you, Tracy. I see you, Tracy. Something else we don't know. So we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know why it's taking so long. We don't know why it's taking so long. Have no clue. Somebody's been sick for years and we've been praying for them and and wanting God to heal them. And they've been praying and we're doing communion stuff and they still haven't been healed. They're like, well, why is this taking so long? We don't know. Have no clue. Don't know when it's going to happen. Don't know why it's taking so long. Doesn't mean we stop believing. Watch this. We got to stop getting. This is something I got to write down. And, and remind yourself, every day when you find yourself in this trap, I, I, I preached this at a funeral uh, maybe a couple months ago, we have to stop getting stuck at the why. You know, why hasn't it happened yet? Why is it taken so long? Why don't I know when it's supposed to stop getting stuck at why? Because even if we were told why it hasn't happened yet, it still wouldn't calm our fears. It still wouldn't calm our anxiety knowing why it hasn't. We still want it now. And it still isn't even telling us when it's supposed to happen. We get stuck at why, and we get so frustrated because we can't answer the question, why? And so what's funny is that we get stuck at why, and so we start making stuff up when we get stuck at why. Like and this happens all the time, like when people are trying to when people are believing for a spouse or they want to get married, and and so we make things up. Like the church will say, well, what God is waiting for you to do is become become wifely and become be, be like the husband, and then He's going to send somebody your way. Because yeah, right, like everybody who's married has was ready to be a wife or a husband when they got married. Now, y'all know that ain't true. That ain't true, but we make it up, and so they got single women trying to. Single women acting, you know, pretend at home acting like prepare your house for a husband, prepare yourself for your mate, and telling the man, prepare yourself for your wife. And because, of the, because then the moment that you're ready as a wife or as a husband, then God is going to send the person. No, because I would like to think that I've improved as a husband since I got married because I didn't have it all together as a husband when Sierra and I first got married. And God knows Sierra didn't have it together as a wife when we, no, I was messing around, uh, but I didn't have it all together. I said, "Well, what what God is waiting for is for you to be a complete, whole person, lacking nothing, before He sends somebody your way." We make stuff up, right? Because everybody who gets married is a complete, whole person, lacking nothing, when they stand at the altar. No, we all still have deficit. We all still have issues. We all still have problems that we're trying to work through. But we make it up because we don't. We are uncomfortable with not knowing the why. There it is. That's it. That's Bible study tonight, because we look. We are uncomfortable with not knowing why and when. And we're uncomfortable with even knowing how God's going to do it. And so because we're uncomfortable, we make things up. all this stuff I see you, Sierra. You're right. It's true. Because, and so we make these things up because instead of saying, I don't know, or I I'm, I'm not sure why he does it that way, or I don't know, we'd rather just make something up and fool people into thinking we got the answer. We do it in church. Pastors do it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, and I promise y'all I'm not going to do that. I tell you, I have no clue why it's taking so long. I'm just as frustrated as you. I wish God would do it for you. I have no clue why it hasn't happened yet. But what we're not going to do is what? Get stuck at the why. Tanya, if we don't know the why, we're going to move on to what? To what now? That's what we're going to move on to. Gloria was like, I have no clue why it's not answered yet. I have no clue why God hasn't done it. But what I am going to do is move on to my what now. I'm praying for it. I'm believing for it. It's not here. What now? What do you know about God and you in relation to God? That's where we move to. We just talked about things we don't know. Let's talk about things that we do know. Here's one thing we know. This is it, Andre. Watch this. Here's the first thing that we know. That's right, L'Oreal. Watch this. Here's the first thing. Y'all better better write this down. If God promised it, then it's happening. I may not know when. I may not know how it's going to happen. I may not know when the appointed season is. But one thing I do know, that if God spoke this, and God put it in my heart, and I heard him say this, and he's put this impression on me, if God said this, and God promised this, that's right, L'Oreal. Watch this. Then it is happening. That's what I know. Let's move past the why. Let's move past the stuff we don't know. I don't know. And I'm not going to get stuck where I don't know. I'm going to move to the things that I know. That's where I'm living. I'm living in what I know. And what I know is, is that God promised it, that what? It is going to happen. Let's do some scriptures. I may not have to do scriptures. Tonight. My mother's not on the phone. If she, were, if she was here, then I would have to do it. Here we go. Watch this. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11. Watch this. This is what you got to bank on, Andre. If God promised it, it's happening. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11. Amplified. It says, for as the rain and snow come down from the heaven and does not return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11, God speaking, so will my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, or without result, without accomplishing what I desire and without, watch this, without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Tanya, everything that God speaks over your life, every every step that is ordered by God, listen, everything that is spoken to you, Tracy, Lori, Andre, L'Oreal, Sierra, Tyler, everything that is spoken to you, will not come back to God without accomplishing exactly what it's supposed to do. It will not come back, watch this, without succeeding in the manner for which God sent it. That's Isaiah 55, 10 through 11, amplified. Y'all might need to write that down and speak those promises that that what God spoke to me when you said this, Lord, it is not coming back to you without succeeding in the manner by which you, you sent it out. That it's going to happen. I don't, I'm not, and I'm not getting stuck on why it hasn't happened yet. And I'm not getting stuck on how it's going to happen. I don't know. I have, I'm have. i not getting stuck in, in places. That's why I see here. I'm not getting stuck where I don't know. What I do know is Isaiah 55, 10, 11 says that if God promised it, it's happening. If he said it, it's, coming, it's, going, to, it's going to succeed in that manner. Here's something else that we know. So number one, we know that if God promised it, that is what? That is happening. Number two. We know that it will happen when it's supposed to. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. That it will happen when it's supposed to. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. If we think in due season, the scripture we read this morning, where I mean, uh, earlier in Bible study, says the smallest one will become a thousand and the least one, a mighty nation and I, the Lord will quicken it in its appointed time. So I know if God promised it, that it's happening. I know that it will happen when it's supposed to. Here's something else that I know that, that, that we know, and we got to come to grips with this. If it doesn't happen, God is still God hmm Y'all want me to talk about that? Or y'all want me to skip that? Just do it. Let's do a a, a, a chat poll. Do we do we do we <laughs> do we talk about that or do we skip it? Here we go. If it doesn't happen, God is still God. Watch this. Daniel 3 16 through 18. This is the, the attitude we gotta have. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, uh Tyrell replied to the king. The king said, whoever they, they had a decree. Whoever doesn't bow to the king, when the music plays, they're going to be thrown in the furnace. Say, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Verse 17 says, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we stir- serve is able to deliver us from it. So I see you, L'Oreal. Watch this, L'Oreal. They say, they said that if we're thrown, in, we're not going to do what you ask us to do. And if we're thrown into the furnace, we know God can deliver us from the furnace. But here's what they said. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Watch 18. Says, but even if he does not. See, I don't know if we I don't know. I don't know if we get up from our prayer with that kind of resolve. Here's what I'm believing, and I'm waiting for it, Lord, and I know you're gonna send it. Do we get up with even if you don't? <laughs> see, we don't do that. Mm-mm, uh-uh. Andre, we don't do that. Watch this. 18. It says, but even if he does not, King, we want you to know. That we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you set up. Essentially, they're saying, "Listen, you can do what you want. We're not going to look. We're not going to serve. We're not going to bow to your gods. We're not going to serve that. We're not going to do that." Says, "And if you throw us in the fire, we know God is able to deliver us." Then they go further. Says, "But even if He doesn't, we still not stop it We still, we still not bowing to that stuff, even if He doesn't deliver us." Are we willing to say, "God, you are still God"? Even if you don't give me what I prayed for, that thing that I've been praying and crying and, and weeping, and Lord, this has to happen, and this and that, and the desires of my heart, and da, da 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 da. If we say, Lord, this is what I want, are we willing to say, even if it doesn't happen, you are still God, and I will serve and obey? We don't close our prayers like that. Things we know. I see you, Tracy. If God promised that it's happening, it will happen when it's supposed to. If it doesn't happen, God is still God. Watch this. If it doesn't happen, you're still loved and chosen by God. That God's love for you is not attached to a thing or something that you've been wanting or like we're used used to people showing their love for us based on what they do for us, or give to us, or what they say to us. And so we think that if if God doesn't say, then, you know, well, maybe He doesn't love me. No, 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 no. You're still loved and chosen. Ephesians 3 18 through 19 says, uh, may, uh, uh, may be able to, that it says, that I pray that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length, the depth and the height to know the love of Christ with passage all knowledge. It says, He's saying that the love that God has for us passes anything we can comprehend. We 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 know God loves us much and loves us a lot, and even that doesn't describe the love God has for us. I'm trying to tell you the last three months or four months, man, the Holy Spirit's been beating me up on the fact that Rick, God loves you so much and you don't even deserve it, bro. You don't you don't deserve it? The Holy Spirit's been telling me like the grace and mercy and favor that God has on your life, you don't deserve any of it. And 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 every morning that you wake up, this is what the Holy Spirit is telling me, and every morning that you wake up, God chooses to give you that grace and favor and mercy because of his love, and you can't even comprehend it. You couldn't comprehend it if you tried. Holy Spirit's like, you, you don't even understand calculus. How are you going to understand the love that God has for you? <laughs> Come on, Tanya, and that's for you, Tanya. It don't matter what people think about you, Tanya. Tanya, don't matter what people say about you, Tanya. It don't matter what anybody may may plot against you or have plotted against you or anything else. That only God loves you in a way that you can't even understand, so it passes knowledge. And so, if it doesn't happen, you're still loved. You're still chosen. First Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people. Watch this, that you should proclaim the praises of him. I got you, Andre, who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That Watch this, even God calling us out of darkness was out of his love that we can't understand. Because truth be told, watch this. God called me out of darkness at a time where all I wanted was darkness. <laughs> Say, Come on out of here, bro. Come on, come on out. Mm-mm, we ain't doing that. No, 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 no. And even now, wasn't it what Brian Sunday who said who who gave us a scripture that said that here is how Christ showed His great love for us that while we were yet sinners, not 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 while we were yet church people, not while we yet got it all right. Not while we yet no no. It said that while we were yet sinners, what? Christ died for us. Alright, so so here's what we know while we're waiting, right? It says if God promised it it's gonna happen. That's Isaiah 55, 10 through 11. If God promised it, it's gonna happen, it will happen when it's supposed to. Galatians six, nine, in due season. Uh what else do, what else did we say we 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 knew? If it doesn't happen God is still God. Are we willing to walk out of here the way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said? I'll sit here, pray my prayer, I'll make my request prayer my I'll pray my prayer, make my request known to the Lord. But God, even if you don't bring it, it's not like I'm gonna stop serving you. You must know something I don't. All right? And if it doesn't happen, we're still loved and chosen by God. That's Ephesians three, eighteen through 19, 1 Peter uh two, nine. So then it's okay, Rick, like I just said, good stuff, Rick. It's like, so what do I do? Keep doing what you know to do. That's what we do. We talked about the things that we don't know and accept what we don't know. Lean in and stand on the things that we do know. And then what do we do? Keep doing what we know to do. Watch Daniel 6, uh, 10. So, There was a decree um, from King Nebuchadnezzar that said that if anybody doesn't um, bow and worship him uh, or worship any other God other than him, that they were going to be killed, thrown into the lion's den. So Daniel gets this decree, right? This is Daniel 6, verse 10. "Now, Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, watch this, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he'd done before. That the attack that came on me did not change anything that I did, is what Daniel's saying. <laughs> and so, listen, whether the attack, L'Oreal, from the outside. Or Tanya, where the attack is from the inside? Because sometimes the biggest attacks that we face are the things that come from the inside of us—things that we tell ourselves, things that we say to ourselves, things that 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 we see on television. And then all this darkness comes around. And what did Daniel do? The same thing he'd been doing. And I know because at church and when New Year's is coming up to in three in three months, everybody goes, "What's the new thing? What's the new the new slogan? What's the new thing we're doing? Where we at now? What's the new word? What's the new word for the new?" Da, 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 da. When Daniel was faced with his greatest challenge, what did he do? It wasn't the new word. It wasn't the new slogan. It wasn't the new anything. What did Daniel do? The same thing he always been doing. He opened up that window three times a day and prayed towards Jerusalem. God is telling y'all tonight and telling me tonight, everything's right on schedule. Don't y'all change nothing. Do what Daniel did. Do Do the exact same thing you've been doing. Keep making an impact. Keep jumping on Bible study. Keep praying with your prayer. Maybe you have been praying with with a prayer partner. Find a prayer partner. Pray every morning. Figure something out. Do what you know to do. Everything everything is right on schedule. You may not know the date. You may not know the the due season. That's right, Loria. You may not know the date. You may not know when the due season is. You may not know when the appointed time is, but you know it's coming. And you know that God is working even when you can't see him, that God is working even if you have no clue how. And at some point in time, that due season is coming. And until then, I'm going to keep doing whatever it is God told me to do.